0: Pirates versus tyrants. This is the Tom Wren show where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and Liberty. Welcome to the show everybody. And let me tell you, I'm in a mood today. I am grumpy as can be. I want to open up with this. This is a quote from the New York times from David Brock. Like all elites, we use language and mores as tools to recognize one another and exclude others. Exclusion? What? I thought we were all inclusive. Using words like problematic, cisgender, Latinx, and intersectional is a true sign that you've got cultural capital coming out of your ears. Meanwhile, members of the less educated classes have to walk on eggshells because they never knew no when we've changed the usage rules so that something that was sayable five years ago maybe now gets you fired okay folks i assure you this conversation is not going to include words like latinx cisgender problematic or intersectional unless i'm ripping them i am grumpy today folks so i had to go to a uh, event yesterday my son's changing schools and they had a it's a wonderful new school he's going to uh it's some it's a, a catholic school uh ran uh, of course <laughs> i don't know I, I don't know what to say about the school it's very good uh, it's a school that's ran uh really focused on the needs of, of young boys and and doing good things and just a great school Okay, so I'm I'm very excited about the school, and uh, there was an event, and it was at a local amusement park, uh, Cedar Point in Ohio. So for any of you that don't know, Cedar Point is a uh, it's a big big amusement park. It's kind of the roller coaster capital of the universe. Uh, it, I haven't been there in many 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 years, uh, but it's not that far from where we live. And it was a neat event. So my son had to go there and uh, decided that I would uh, go there a bit to kind of, not really chaperone, but just to be there. And I I was absolutely sickened, absolutely sickened. And there's so many aspects of what I saw yesterday that I need to address today. But let me begin with this. You want to know why Donald Trump's popular? Because he's not a moron, because he actually, uh, you know, realizes that calling something progressive and changing it doesn't make it good. Hitler was a progressive in the 30s and 40s, but did that make it good? Hell, no, it didn't. The guy was a sicko. I mean, yeah, let's think about this. Let's go back to World War II, and I'm going to bring in David Brock here, and David Brock or Brooks Brock, whatever his name is. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, He's one of the smart people at the New York Times, right, one of the smart people. And I'm going to pose to him that perhaps he's right because he asks the questions, what if we're actually the bad guys, speaking of the leftist elite progressive lunatics? And newsflash, David, you are, not intentionally. I don't think, and here's something I want to stress. I don't think David Brooks means to be the bad guy. I think he's trying to be the good guy i think he's just too stupid to recognize that he's not and i don't mean he's stupid generally but he's been suckered in on this okay and this is the thing a lot of these elitist liberals have been suckered in by their own egos see the leftists long ago recognized that you can sell anybody if you appeal to their ego right i'm not really interested in lying to people so i don't do that Rather, what we do here is we just try telling the truth as we see it. Well, let's go through this, and let's go through this in great detail. But before I do, let me tell you why I'm second. So I go to Cedar Point. And uh, are you ready for a full-fledged dose of toxic masculinity? You guys ready? Because I'm all in today, and I am downright fussy. You know how you can tell you're an old man? I'm an old man. Right, I'm I'm 46, and uh, let me tell you how I can tell you I'm an old guy. When you go from seeing a young pretty girl and saying, "Wow, she's hot," to looking at a young pretty girl and saying, "What the hell is she wearing? She could be my daughter." Okay, that's where I'm at in life. I'm married. I'm old. I'm happy. I love my wife. I you know I see these these kids these 18. To twenty-year-old kids, and worse yet, the the even younger kids, the little girls. I'm at Cedar Point, and I look at these girls, and all I see is what the hell are you think? Do you have parents? Do you have? Do you know how many butt cheeks I had to see walking around an amusement park? I mean, for God's sakes, I understand you. You know, you want to dress pretty and dress this, dress that, and I'm not saying that you got to dress like a, like an old nun, but really, I mean, do you know how many 350 pound women in bras I saw walking around? I wanted to throw up. I just, there's just no shame. It's like embrace my fatness and disgustingness and I'm gonna wear this, or you know what, even if you're not fat and disgusting, even if you're beautiful downright beautiful. There's some very pretty, beautiful women there dressed so inappropriately. It's like, what in the hell are you doing? It's an amusement park. You go there with your family, with your kids. Not a nudie beach. Meanwhile, I see, I can't tell you how many of these trans perverts I see. Okay? And here's what gets me right so if you are a a 35 year old man and you decide you want to dress like a girl you're a fruitcake and i'm gonna look at you funny and i don't care whether you're uncomfortable with it you wouldn't be uncomfortable if you weren't throwing your crap in my face but here's the problem here's the real problem when i see the 35 40 year old man Who's walking down the, the the causeway with his little babies, his his, you know, five and six year old boys wearing a dress looking like a complete fruitcake. And I want to bring in the Christian side of this. I want to bring in another side of this. This is for David Brooks, who says that, you know, uh, people like me are, are backwards and old. Gender dysphoria is legitimately a mental illness. It's diagnosable. And the reason it is is because if you choose to have, you know, the surgical interventions and uh, the hormonal interventions and these sorts of things, they cause lifelong health effects, right? There's problems. It's not a positive thing. It's not an easy thing. You can't change what you are. You can try. You can pretend. You can't change what you are. See the problem is, is that this guy or these guys, these people that I saw doing this with their kids, uh, you know, they're walking down there and no one's protecting the kids, right? So the kids are exposed to a mental illness, a severe mental illness, because it's fashionable in many cases, because someone's looking for acceptance and cultural uh, cultural positivity, uh, you know, to be as David Brooks said uh, accepted because you know, the right words, right? We're going to accept you because you say cisgender Well, think how much more we're going to, we, the elite are going to accept you when you're wearing a dress as a boy, right? It's become fashionable rather than recognizing it's a mental illness and saying that we need to minimize its impact, minimize its, uh, pro, uh proliferation in the country. Uh, we are now trying to make it a cool thing. And the thing is, is what about the kids? What about the kids? So as a Christian, I would ask you this totally random question, don't you think we have an obligation to protect the innocent? So, you know, the idea, here's what the here's some more cleverness, right? So here's what the left does and what these evil people do. They say, "Well, you got it. If you're a Christian, aren't you supposed to love everybody?" Yeah, we are. I'm not supposed to hate someone, and I don't hate that uh, those dads that I saw yesterday. You know what I hate? I hate their actions. You know why? Because someone has to protect the innocent. What's more important, protecting the actions of someone with a mental illness or protecting the innocent victims? Those kids are dealing with growing up in a house with a severe mental disorder. Let me ask you, what do you think about that? What do you want, what do what are you about the kids? What about the actual innocence? See, this, this 40-year-old man who wants a high five for running around in a damn dress He's making his decisions, but he doesn't care about the impact on the kids. He doesn't care that he might be setting an example for one of those kids where one of those kids then wants to do it. And then we're supposed to believe, oh, but that kid will feel more accepted. No, no, that kid should, we should be working with that kid not to have that mental illness. It is a mental illness, a diagnosable mental illness, right? This isn't progress, folks. This isn't progressive in a positive way. This isn't like ending civil rights uh, or, or beginning the civil rights movement, right? This isn't like saying, you know, that the color of your skin is irrelevant. That's true. The color of your skin is irrelevant. Bleeding red is something we all do and no one should be judged based on the color of their skin. This is a different thing. This is a decision, this is a choice, or at least a mental illness. And if it's a mental illness, promoting it and telling us that we should high-five everyone who wants to behave that way and making it a cultural thing where it's cool to be a pervert is by no means an acceptable thing. The lack of respect that we have for ourselves and our, our, the people around us at this point is astounding to me i have just i gotta tell you guys this was one of the most astounding experiences i've seen i am not going back to cedar point anytime soon it's sad and it's not their fault they're actually a really neat park you know cedar point actually they've got like a pioneer village and you know all this old school stuff and talking about it it's kind of some they've got some real americana on there and, uh, you know, if you're into amusement parks, and yeah, I'm old and roller coasters are just not something I do as well anymore. Uh, you know, they. I still like the thrill, but they're just not as much fun for me anymore. Um, if you're into that, I you know, I like Cedar Point. But the problem is not Cedar Point, it's the people. And, you know, Cedar Point can't help what kind of perverts attend it. Um, but, you know, I look around and it's like, You're not, you're not even, it occurred to me. I was thinking about the, you know, the societal norms and this, that, and other. We have created a situation where I'm not even supposed to look at a 20-year-old guy that probably hasn't showered in a month, that's hairier than I am, walking around with a bra on, even though he doesn't have anything that he needs a bra for, and a, a skirt. I mean, it looked like a bad Halloween costume and I'm not supposed to look at him funny? I'm not supposed to look at him and say, you look like a damn clown? Well, you do, you, I'm sorry, you do. And this isn't progressive. David, yes, you're a bad guy because you're you've been suckered into believing that somehow you're being kind and good and whole, and this is about moving the culture forward. This is regression. Much like Hitler demonizing the Jewish people and blaming them for all the problems, this is regression. We're embracing mental illness and promoting people that are just just derelicts. We're promoting bad behavior. Progressive, the idea that progressivism is always good is insane. But that's what these elitists think. They've been brainwashed. And the problem is, is that they, they did so in a way. None of them, they all have egos that are so big and so out of control. You should see, I've been in these rooms, right? I've been in the rooms full of smart people. And by the way, we have these rooms full of the smart people on the conservative side, too you go in there and they all graduated from this school or that school they all think they're smarter than everybody else and you talk to them and you know i got a few papers hanging on the wall so they let me into the door uh but i last about five seconds in those rooms because i lose my patience right i i I lose my patience there's no common sense whatsoever they're rooms full of people that are so pretentious and so full of their own crap that uh they're they're intolerable. They don't look at anybody else's perspective because they're convinced that their perspective is right. I went to Duke, so my perspective is right. I went to Harvard, so I'm smarter than you. No, you aren't. No, you aren't. You went to Harvard, so you got manipulated by people who are smarter than you is what happened. Right? Uh you know, I've talked to the I, I've done a lot of work with the Harvard, the MIT, the Stanford guys. And, uh, you know, some of them are smarter than others. Some of them are, you know, I've ran into some people from Harvard who are absolutely brilliant. I've also ran into some that are morons. Uh, It's just that simple. You know, I've kind of had the opportunity to be out there and amongst all the, the smart people. God's been good to me and I've found that I don't like most of them. Because most of them are pretentious asses. I don't know what else to say about it. Folks. The progressive left is, and particularly the, the Ivy League elites, and this is the problem. David Brooke in his article, and it's mentioned, and uh, there's some great stuff in Revolver on it. I, I recommend you look at the Revolver article. Uh, what, this, what this is really pointing to is a recognition that maybe they need to do some introspection. Maybe. You know, I mean, they, they talk about this, the way that this is is written, this New York Times article is shocking. And I'm gonna post the Revolver article, not, not the New York Times article, because I'd rather you read the Revolver art, article. You've got to understand that this does a great job. And this in conjunction with what I saw yesterday is what the culture war is about. These people don't understand that because they went to Harvard and all these different places, they were manipulated. And they've since been set up by people who are smarter than they are. And they don't believe that there's anybody smarter than them, but there's always someone smarter than you. The first step in being effective in fighting bad guys is recognizing there is always someone better, smarter, bigger, badder than you. Always. The question isn't whether they're better, smarter, bigger, and badder. There's, it's what you do when you run into them because there's always a way to fight. These guys don't understand. Hitler was a progressive of his day. Do you like him? Being progressive doesn't make you good. Being progressive just makes you progressive. But progress, progression without sense can lead to evil. That's what Hitler did. And that's what I think is happening now in America. I weep after going to Cedar Point. I pray for our kids, I pray for our future. I hope you share We'll be right back.
1: With the rise of independent media, we are now America Outloud. News. Well, the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we, the people. AmericaOutloud.News Liberty and justice for all.
0: For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
1: How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with CoFix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? CoFix has some great news. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX Throat Spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout out loud
0: okay welcome back everybody so you know as we're looking at the decline of america the the intentionally engineered decline that's facilitated through ego appeals to arrogant uh elites Uh, One of the things that I think we we need to talk about is, we need to talk a little bit about uh, Crooked Jack Smith, the most corrupt prosecutor in America and a guy that belongs in jail, and uh, the way that this is all playing out, right? So, we've got a article here in The Federalist, and it's an important article. Uh, Six Ways Jack Smith's Latest Indictment is Legally Flawed and Politically Shady, and it is. And uh, this is, we're just gonna hit this very quickly because, you know, this is, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, the first and I think the foremost problem with this indictment is no, no good faith prosecutor would ever bring it because it's based, on, it's based in part to prove Trump, Trump's criminality in this, you have to prove his state of mind, which is literally impossible uh, in this instance. There's way too much. There's no way you can do this in good faith. So this would have to be something, and only the most corrupt judge on the planet could find him guilty in this. This isn't like a maybe thing. This is like clear as day. The only reason it's a threat is because it is a, a very corrupt system in in D.C. It should not be in the D.C. courts. But that said, you know, they got to prove that Trump actually, you know, had a certain state of mind on this, and there's just no way. Uh, I mean, he's got to prove uh, absolutely that uh, you know beyond a reasonable doubt. That that Trump knew he was lying about election integrity, and that's just not going to happen. It's just not even. This is absolutely a prosecutorial misconduct in my mind. Okay, part two is uh, the fact that you know this this essentially is an attempt to criminalize free speech, which in and of itself doing that's illegal. Jack Smith is breaking the law by bringing this, arguably. Uh, I, it's my opinion that this is a very clear thing. And that Smith belongs in jail, frankly. Um, he, he should, he, this is just, he's a lawyer. He knows better. Uh, he does. And there is intent for him to harass because this is very clearly not a good case. Uh, Smith should be on trial. We need to turn this around. Jack Smith should be on trial. Um, part three proving uh, Trump's specific intent. Okay, so this is another legal thing and uh you have to show not just his state of mind but also that he had specific intent in some of this stuff right uh you know that's that that's even harder than showing state of mind in our in this instance i would argue but this goes again to jack's prosecutorial misconduct any lawyer worth their weight can look at this and say this isn't even close it's just not close uh you know (sighs) It is absolutely uh, ridiculous that 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 he thinks he can show that Trump intended to uh, to deprive people of the right to vote uh, or have I'm sorry, having their votes counted. It's ridiculous. Um, he's got a prove fraud conspiracy. Good luck on that one. I mean, you know, apparently it's his belief that that Trump talking to his lawyers about this. Is somehow conspiracy to commit fraud? I mean, Jack Smith needs to lose his license over this. Uh, that's just that simple. Um, obstruction of law. I mean, again, not even close. Uh, he, you know, doing this for election season. This is just, yeah, you can read the article. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's federal's been doing a good job, and this is a pretty good article. I agree with a lot of the conclusions. Uh, it just. It's ridiculous. Um, So then we go to another article, just the news. Five 2020 election irregularities uh, and illegalities that collide with Jack Smith's indictment. So not only they got true, prove specific intent in some cases and Trump's mental state, but then you've got actual facts that back up what Trump believed. So you've got the illegal ballot drop boxes, foreign intrusion. You know we, we did confirm that there was foreign intrusion into the 2020 election. You've got the laptop stuff with Hunter Biden. You've got illegal exemptions from voter ID as determined by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. You've got the Fulton County irregularities in Georgia. And they go through all this. And I'm not going through all these. Okay. The point of this segment is not that. The point of this segment then comes to this in just the news big tech censors criticism of government COVID policy scientific research as pandemic fades now what what friends that's pandemic that's not election that's not trump no it is absolutely trump the censorship of truth is it has tainted the jury pool in my opinion particularly in left-leaning dc where no one reads anything but the washington post the jury pool in Washington, D.C., in no way, shape, or form is going to be uh, unbiased. It's just not going to happen. And the, that's in no small part because of censorship. Okay, so now let's talk about censorship and why this matters. See, no one wants to talk about COVID. We've got all of our good right-wing conservative-type people. None of them will talk about COVID. None of them. Why? None of them wanna talk, they'll talk about the Wuhan lab. They'll try and blame it on Fauci, but they won't talk about the vaccines. They won't talk about the lies that are mRNA. They won't talk about the COVID policies or the fraud that's science. You know, they won't talk about the fact that real science is being misapplied and misinterpreted and fraud is being committed in a broad, broad scale. They won't do that, right? Uh, Instead, what you have is censorship, censorship ideas. And what we see here is that the government is still actively pushing censorship. We see it occurring, uh, and we've got a couple. We've got a uh, Twitter files, Twitter community notes targeting presidential candidates sends Q2 secondhand censorship skyrocketing. right? So we've got a couple of these uh, articles out there talking about the continued censorship that's occurring. Now, by the way, Biden's got to stay on the injunction against him censoring and uh, colluding with big tech. Remember, remember that terrible ruling in the, uh, the circuit courts? Well, we had a great ruling that stopped Biden. Biden threw a fit because Biden is a crook. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in history exceeded only by uh the intents of barack obama barack obama is running the show now apparently uh but he is behind the scenes so he's unbridled right as long as joe biden's getting his 10 percent for the big guy it doesn't matter obama can run the show however he wants that's what appears to be happening in dc right now but you've got to understand folks the corruption that is occurring is on a level that is second to none It is mind-blowing, and that goes right down to infringing upon our First Amendment rights, which ironically is one of the things uh, that they're essentially accusing Trump of, of violating constitutional rights, right? They're trying to get Trump for violation of constitutional rights by violating his rights, his right to free speech. He and many, many others have criminally had their rights violated. The censorship is not a minor civil issue. This is a criminal issue. We are seeing the criminal censorship of free speech, and I, I suppose I should thank Jack Smith for bringing attention to the fact that that violating one's constitutional rights may be criminal. Uh, because Jack Smith is doing it, he's part of a. He is part. This is a. This is actually, folks. You know, we talk about how you can always tell what the left is doing by seeing what they're accusing us of. This is a case study in this. And, and President Trump, I'm sending this message to you and your attorneys. You need to play the lawfare game. You need to go after Jack Smith for exactly what he's going after you for. Jack Smith is violating your constitutional rights. There is a conspiracy. I can't file the case. Okay. First of all, Donald Trump would have to be my client. Second of all, uh, I don't have the resources. Someone would have to pay me for that case. Cause I don't have the lawyers to file that case. Well, but Donald Trump's got the money and the lawyers and, uh, they can do it right. There needs to be a countersuit, basically alleging everything that he's alleging against you along with ethics charges sent to the, uh, to the bar association and then the bar association needs to be held to a very high standard in investigating it. Uh this guy is is and you know no lawyers like it when you say that, right? So all the lawyers are going to hate me for saying this. I don't care. I do not care. I am telling you right now what needs to happen. Donald Trump needs to file the most profound and prolific countersuit in history. He has absolute standing. He should he should be requesting an injunction. He should be requesting all sorts of things and he should be going hardcore on this justice system wants to be politicized they need to make a decision on how that's going to look we the people need to know is this justice system going to ensure that there's justice or are they going to play these political games Do- donald trump's suit would very likely be uh they they you know this judge if this judge isn't honest which i don't know there's a lot of uh, based on her j6 stuff i'm not sure i've got a whole lot of faith in her Uh, But basically, if she's going to entertain Jack Smith's suit, President Trump's civil suit would be held to a lower standard, right? The legal standard for a civil suit is not beyond a reasonable doubt. Donald Trump could file the same civil suit with a lower legal standard. And uh, I'd be real interested to see what happens, because how is that judge going to throw Donald Trump's suit out and not throw Jack Smith's suit out? Now, it would probably be a different judge, but the reality is, is that the justice system would be put on trial there, right? If the justice system was put on trial, because under, under uh, 42 USC 1983, it's illegal to uh, interfere with someone's uh, constitutional rights. Now, that's uh, for a state actor. Now, you'd have to look uh, under uh, uh, six unknown agents, unnamed um, agents, uh, we'd have a, a different kind of an action uh, against the federal government. But the simple reality is is that, you know, I would argue that this could be w- woven in. It's a little bit beyond the scope of this show for me to get into all the details of how you'd weave this. And it's not a simple case. And it's a high risk case. And it's a tough case. And it's oh, there's all sorts of issues. But, you know, in light of the fact that the president's being attacked with this law, I'd turn it. I'd turn it on him. I'd go after him for the same damn thing. You know, they're going after... It. He's going to have to do it civilly because he's not going to get a prosecutor to go after Jack Smith. God knows there aren't any with the balls to do that. But I would turn this. Okay? I would turn this case. Um, I would make this absolutely a federal lawsuit. I'd go after it in every every way possible. I think that it's... Uh, You know, there's an option, an opportunity here, folks. Um, There's an opportunity to do this uh, and to really make an impact. Uh, This is uh, just, and, and we need to ask the question, you know, if you're the federal government, are you immune from a civil suit when it's very clear that what you're doing is acting beyond uh, beyond the scope of, of your authority when you're violating the law. Now that that immunity's been held up in many many cases, but it's not universally applicable, right? It's not at all. We have seen other cases, folks, where uh, yeah that immunity has failed. Uh, When you file a suit in the federal side, it's called a Bivens case, right? The six unknown agents it's, uh, it comes from a precedent set by the Supreme court, uh, Bivens V six unknown agents. And it's, it's disfavored. Okay. It's disfavored. But when you start seeing criminal cases like this, um, you know, I, I, I think this is untested, right? I think this is untested. I don't know what would happen with the case. Uh, But I, and so, you know, most lawyers aren't going to want to file it because it's going to be a very high-risk case. But it could be brought in good faith, in my opinion. I think that, I think Trump should bring a Bivens case. I think he should look at it. I think his lawyers are going to say, well, that's going to be a waste. But you know what? Politically, and on, on a broad scale, I think if Trump brought a Bivens case against Jack Smith, and I think if Trump asked for injunctive relief, Based on Jack Smith's violation of his constitutional rights, uh, I think that you know I think that could send a real chill down this guy's spine. He oughta, he oughta. Even if the case gets dismissed, then the public can ask the question: Why is it that the courts are ignoring Trump's constitutional rights but uh, letting Jack Smith question them? I think that we need to ask. I think that the courts need to be put on trial. Understand it legally as a lawyer. What I'm telling you is something that's it's a very difficult and complex case, but as a citizen and in terms of ha- keeping our faith in the judiciary, I think we the people need to ask that question. Why don't we bring a Bivens slash uh, 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 constitutional claim against Jack Smith on this. Why not? Let's see what they do. Jack Smith wants to politicize the Justice Department. Well, you know, we have every right as citizens to say hell no. And Donald Trump is a citizen. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think that, you know, when you see people commenting on this, like Dershowitz, these guys are very, very smart. And they're going to tell you, boy, that's out there. Oh, That's radical. I don't know about that. So what? this is lawfare versus law folks, right? Law is, can I bring this case in good faith to try and assist Donald Trump in, uh, you know, getting through this lawfare is, even though the case is tough, if I can bring it ethically, properly under the rules of ethics and under the laws that govern the practice of law for lawyers, the question is can i do that credibly and in a way that will allow people to see is the justice system truly blind and fair or is it now tilted towards government is it tilted to where the government is no longer on the same plane as we the people but it's actually on a higher plane and i think that legally the answer is quite clear but i think that we the people need to know that I think we the people should have it illustrated to us i hope trump sues this guy i hope there is a countersuit in the works for conspiracy for fraud for the and by the way uh, a proper rico action can pierce government immunity you know that folks you know that and there's some laws related to it that can do this i've, I've spent some time on this uh and for any of you lawyers that want to listen and second guess me on this do your homework first. I've done some. There's a way to do it. Is it a guaranteed win? No. Is it a long shot? Probably. Is it ethical? Absolutely, it's ethical. It's absolutely ethical. It's more ethical than anything Jack Smith is doing. Folks, we just got to man up and have the, have the testicular fortitude to do this. We got to fight back. The censorship has, has tainted the jury pool. There's so many problems. We've got to fight back, folks. I'll be right back.
1: The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company Discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all natural non GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best america out loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code outloud for 25 percent off your first order we know you love the versatility and portability of the genesis fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it well we heard you introducing the ux4 hocl atomizer
0: Okay, welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the stack of stuff segment. Uh, stack of stuff, boy, we have a stack today. And I'm always partial to anything with kids because I'm a dad, and I love kids. And uh, I just, kids are, kids are an amazing thing. You, you want evidence of God? Look at kids. Look at kids. I mean, it's amazing. They're born so innocent, so good. You see a baby. I mean, it's a miracle. And you watch them, you know, watch them grow, and then you, unfortunately, in many cases, have to watch the world corrupt them. And sad, but uh, you know, I love them, and I think we got to do everything we can to protect them. And we're not. And uh, there is there's a couple articles in uh, in the stack today, specifically focused on kids. So we got this uh, Truth-Based Media article, Hall of Shame Targeting Kids. It's a great article. Uh, it's, it's a, talking about betrayal kids, one of the harshest aspects of the not-so-great reset. Uh, for now, aspiring masters have succeeded in tricking the upcoming generation into raging for the machine. And for, not against, right? They're teaching kids to, to fight for big government, fight for... Uh, Basically, capitulation with the mandates of the state. It used to be that we t- that we had kids raging against the machine, we were kids you know fighting for freedom, independence, liberty, things like that. Not so much anymore. We've tw- uh, twisted it. it. Says today's propaganda techniques show uncanny uncanny similarity to the propaganda techniques in the USSR. No kidding. The quest to use education as a brainwashing tool is very old. And uh, it's fully in place right now, and the kids today may be additionally impacted uh, by this uh, this push for uh, tolerance of, for the lack of tolerance for any disagreement or nuance that you know they might want to bring up. And then they talk about uh, you know kids in mass teaching compliance, consumerism, uh, you know comply with the current thing, Soviet type propaganda, uh, anxiety constantly too much information all these different things that they're doing to basically manipulate the kids this is actually a really really good article it's a uh, truth based media and i think it's really worth reading it's an interesting thing to see how they're using all of these and these are these are very well established propaganda techniques used by communists of the past nazis of the past just a really good article. And I think you ought to look at it. Like I said, you know, when you start looking at teaching compliance and you got kids in masks, that was really one of the most fun, fundamental things. COVID was never a risk to kids. COVID was never stopped by masks. Masks was about, were about forcing compliance on kids and teaching kids, you have to do it because it's really scary. And if you don't follow, you could get this and kill grandma or die, even though it wasn't true. We lied to the kids. And we tricked them. I just last night uh, saw some idiot in a restaurant, some young girl, probably, you know, 18, 19 years old, working in a restaurant behind a counter. The restaurant was closed inside, and she had a mask around her chin. I mean, it wasn't even covering her mouth, let alone her face. Why was it still on at all? Because she's an idiot. Because she was fooled into believing this. It's horrible folks. It's horrible. You know, and I'm mean and horrible. I shouldn't call her an idiot because that makes me mean. I don't care. She's an idiot. This poor kid is an idiot. She's been brainwashed and she's too stupid to realize it. You put on a mask, you're an idiot. You know, I mean, honestly, my wife has cancer. Um, The last thing I would have my wife do, and I have researched masks so extensively, probably as extensively as almost anybody who's not a, a, an industrial hygienist on the planet. The last thing I would have my wife do is wear a mask. The only time that I can conceive of her wearing a mask would be if she was in a waiting room for a doctor where everybody was coughing in her face. Uh, outside of that, why would you want a cancer patient to breathe their own crap in? It's no good. You exhale things that you want out of your body with every breath. It's part of your body's waste disposal system, folks. These masks are a disaster, but they force these kids to do it, even though there was no benefit. Why? It's teaching compliance. This article really does into that. It's all about forcing compliance, teaching compliance. You know, consumerism is the predecessor for compliance with the current thing. Well, you want to be like everybody else, right? why everybody dresses like a little piece of trash right because that's the in thing right now you want to be in you want to be in with uh, you know whatever is trending and you know trendy and this that, and other this is very much a a uh, tried and true mechanism for control and it ties in with this next article from world Net daily dozens of us k through 12 schools linked to chinese communist party that's right they turn over control of curriculum in exchange for money and have what's called Confucius classrooms. You know, what they, you know about that? They were like, we have Confucius institutes at the colleges. Well, they now have them in classrooms, right? Um, they are they, it's absolutely shocking what's going on here. And, uh, folks, I gotta tell you, uh, it's unacceptable on every level unacceptable. Uh, but, you know, we have these Confucius Institutes uh, now getting into the classrooms, and they're literally controlled by the Chinese party. Uh, 18 million in Chinese government funding to U.S. K-12 through schools through the program. You think they aren't indoctrinating your kids? I got news for you folks. This is all about controlling your kids. Sick beyond words. The uh, the trans crews have told us they're coming for your kids. Question is, are you gonna fight back and defend your kids, or are you a coward? Tell you where I am on it. Okay, so WorldNet Daily. Read it for yourself. Massive evidence of election failures posted online, right? Um, so the uh, the people behind Truth the Vote. And these guys are good, Catherine Inglebright and Greg Phillips. You know, they, they've really done a lot of work. They were behind the 2000 Mules film. Uh, these guys, they did real work, real work. And they stood strong, even though they were attacked by the IRS, jailed, everything. All of this stuff from the deep state to try and get them. They've done real work. And, uh, you know, the thing about this is, the, they have hard, hard evidence. that's really indisputable. Their evidence is legit. They did all the work that we should have done before the 2020 election cases. And that actually, if there is ever any reason that sanctions have been levied on any lawyers for the 2020 election cases, it's uh, you know you could argue that they should have did their homework entirely first. I disagree with the idea that this. you, all you have to have is a good faith belief. You don't have to prove everything, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt to file a lawsuit, I mean, really, the, the sanction stuff that's been done has been done as a result of a corrupt judiciary, a corrupt bar and a corrupt this and a corrupt that. I mean, I, frankly, I think there's corruption involved. You, when you start using sanctions to suppress free speech, which is what this is now, there were some cases that may well have deserved sanctions. There were some cases that were filed just out of the blue with no homework. You know, oh, well, you know. But at the end of the day, the question is, do you want to chill free speech? Do you want to chill a lawyer's ability to bring a case that they're bringing in good faith? If the lawyer believes that his client is telling them the truth about election fraud, do you really want to put a chill on that? I mean, shouldn't we encourage every election case possible to be brought? If there's anything that we want to preserve, it's fair elections, right? except for we don't. All right. Well, this is interesting. And, uh, you've got everything from, uh, the, the discrimin- view, viewpoint discrimination to everything else talked about in this article. Um, uh, Engelbright and Phillips have launched something called open dot to post all their material, uh, which I think is really an important thing. And, uh, I mean, they've got a ton of stuff that's going to be there and that's there. And uh, stuff from Koenig, uh, you know, I mean, which didn't work out real well for Koenig. Um, uh, From beginning to end, good, good article, worth reading, worth understanding. Um, The election data and the truth behind it is really important, and uh, I would recommend pretty strongly that you take a look at this. It, it's just, it's too important. It's too important for you guys to, to, to miss, and understand that it's still going on, right? I mean, it's still happening. The election stuff has not been cleaned up. It's largely still shady. Um, I don't know. All right, so Powerline. I'm going to tell you right now I disagree with this uh, partially. And Powerline does okay. They've got an interesting blog over there. Uh, This is uh, Democrats are getting what they want. And uh, this article takes the position and, and asks the question, this is a legitimate question, why do the Democrats keep going after Trump? You know, he lost why are they going after him and why do they keep him in the headlines and basically they're saying you know none of these guys that lost in the past uh going jimmy carter dukakis uh hw mccain romney none of these guys had years of hit pieces and attacks like donald trump has right so why this and and this article seems to be taking the position that the Democrats must have some sort of secret plan. They want to keep him in the press for a reason. I disagree with that. Okay, I disagree with that. I think uh, that the reason for the continued attacks is real clear. Trump is a threat. Uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, uh, he, was, he had no chance of ever coming back. None. I mean, you know. Uh, all these things, all these people, what I think that that needs to be recognized with this article is, uh, and and this here's the last paragraph. In my opinion, many leading Democrats are evil, but let's be fair, they didn't take control over virtually every American institution by being stupid. When it comes to politics, they know what they're doing. They know what they're trying to make Donald Trump and Republican professional lab in 2024. And he says, I can't explain why Republicans want to go along with that. Um, so here's the problem, right? None of these previous examples were examples where a wildly popular president had an election stolen from him. Nor are any of these examples of people who were a legitimate threat. Nobody liked Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney could have ran for president as many times as he want, and he would never ever win anything because nobody likes him. He's a leftist. All the people he's pointing to are people that were never popular, were never really a threat to the Democrats or the CCP or the WF. And he's also lost track of the fact that that so many things have changed. Now, I do like power lines, so I'm not trying to be insulting to this guy. Uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with his his idea that, you know, we should be aware. And I also don't disagree with the fact that, you know, part of what these guys are doing is trying to keep, uh, yeah keep bad press on Donald Trump. The problem is, is it's. I think this is a matter of there's nothing they can do. Donald Trump is growing. His popularity is incredible. Here's another Georgia Star News, uh, Trump crushing in the field of small dollar donations. That's very, that, I can't overstate the importance of that, right? Uh, the mega donors, you know, they, they don't like Trump, the bazillionaires, but we the people love him. We the people love Trump, and so what this guy is missing is that Trump is a—he's he, a different animal than than these leftist commie John McCain, Mitt Romney types, or people like uh, Mondale, Dukakis, or Carter, uh, who nobody liked ever. Uh, I would say Joe Biden would be a great example of a, a Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I doubt you'll see as much after he's out of the office as you would have before. Um, this is a, it's a different situation, folks. You, Donald Trump is in, in the headlines because they keep taking these egregious and outrageous actions against him. And he's a threat. He's a serious threat to the power structure. He is, uh, he is like I said, crushing it in small-dollar donations. He's the we the people champion. We the people love Donald Trump. It's just that simple. They love that he fights back. The more you attack him, the more you make him a hero because he keeps fighting back against it. And they're attacking him unjustly. I mean, we just talked about Jack Smith. Jack Smith breaking every law known to man, committing prosecutorial misconduct, in my opinion, doing all these horrible things to try and get someone who didn't do anything wrong. Meanwhile, he's ignoring the fact that the president himself has done truly egregious criminal behaviors. Joe Biden's the biggest crook ever. And they're ignoring that, but they're going after Trump. That popularizes Trump even more. There's nothing they can do because they have to attack Trump. They can't just let Trump continue to grow in popularity unchecked. But what's their solution? you know, they have to set up a reason or there has to be something when they try and steal the 2024 election. There has to be some justification. Well, you know, Trump was just too corrupt. There are just too many. The Democrats were successful and all this, that and other. That's not true. It's not even close to true. All they're doing is making Trump more popular. But the idea that Trump uh, is somehow, you know, in the same lines as John McCain no way, not even close Trump is an ultra powerful ultra uh powerful on a on a personal level, right he's a powerful man. the guy is strong yeah i don't I don't love everything donald Trump does i don't, but you know what I respect Donald Trump immensely. I respect the fact that Donald Trump stands for what he thinks is right, he makes decisions he goes after it, and everybody else does too. You're talking about John McCain and Mitt Romney. Those two limp, weenied w- wusses wouldn't stand for anything. They're just like Joe Biden, selling out. People are tired of politicians. They want someone like Trump who will actually stand up and stand for something. So, yeah, it's a totally different situation. And uh, All of my appreciation for Powerline, I think they're wrong on this one, and uh, it's worth noting. All right. Discern report. Uh, Is the latest tick scare an anti-meat green ploy that's weaponizing insects and bugs? Well, yes. I don't know what to say about it. Um, So for those of you that don't know, CDC's out there talking about how terrifying ticks are. Well, they've been using ticks to spread disease since Lyme disease, right? I mean, uh, this is just... uh, I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. I don't know whether they've genetically modified ticks or what's going on, but uh, you know there's all these sorts of things out there that supposedly are spread by ticks, and that's probably true. Um, you know they do spread disease, but is it about uh, weaponizing? Yeah, uh, you know, is this about anti meat? Yeah, probably. I'm sure it's going to tie in. It's also going to tie in with climate change. You know these ticks are spreading and spreading disease because of climate change. The whole thing is just a corrupt nonsense. It's CDC, so you know it's corrupt. Please support us at TomRens.com, Share the, share the ch- channel. Share everything we do. Support our Rumble and share the Tom Rens Show. We'll see you soon.